you're trying to manage your social life, doing good on your career path, feeling like your best self and taking care of yourself, all while not feeling like you have to wait till Sunday night, cramming three cups of coffee, feeling overstimulated, and like you're always on a new roller coaster each week. Here are some tips to create a nourishing schedule that feels supportive to you and also doesn't feel constricted. So you can kind of find your own flow while also feeling like you have a supportive base for your week and your priorities. Let's get into it. Welcome back to Align Your Day. I'm so excited to have you. Thank you for being here, gorgeous. How are you? Uh, I'm Jennifer Napolis. I'm your certified life coach, bringing you another video to help you release stress in your corporate workday and feel like the queen you are while becoming your dream woman. So let's get into it today. Today, I'm going to just give you some little insights and tips for how to create a schedule that manages your priorities, that feels supportive to you. So you're not feeling like you're literally running on a roller coaster on a hamster wheel each week. This is going to be comprised of a couple different components and some keys that I think are most important when it comes to, you know, managing your to-dos, taking care of yourself, and also something that's missed when it comes to aligning with your priorities, crafting your schedule, scheduling your week, and all those things. There's actually a very important part that is key to actually allowing you to stick with your priorities, stick with your schedule, while also not feeling like you have to control every single bit and piece of it. So we're going to get into it today, and it's going to be jam-packed with tangible tips for you. Um, and before I get into it, I just want to remind you to make this your own, right? Like create your own secret sauce. You know you best. You know how your energy flows best. And these are just some tips to maybe allow you to pick and choose what works for you um, and create your own secret sauce to crafting your own schedule, right? We always kind of settle into different seasons and times of our life. And so it's up to you to decide, you know, what's important to you right now in your life? What are your priorities? And, um, you know, what's what tips and tricks are going to work for you and your own unique um, personality and behaviors? So let's get into it. Um, so I'm going to be talking about a just creating your schedule and it's going to be comprised of electronic and written and then B I'm going to be talking about some internal behavioral things that could actually actually be keys to allowing you to stick to that schedule that we're going to talk about. So um, it's going to be really, really key because like I said, I feel like you can watch a thousand videos on how to plan your week and how to organize your week, but there's always going to be some sort of you know, internal blockers, whether that be personality blockers, whether that be your nervous system always wired to stress and overstimulation, they're going to be those internal things that you're going to need to address in order for the external scheduling and priority management to actually be consistent and for you to actually follow through with your goals. So if you're one of those people who feels like, you know what, I try to get ahead, I try to plan, I try to you know, create these routines. And then I'm always feeling like I'm falling five steps back. I'm, I'm overloaded at work. I'm overstimulated. You know, I have more priorities for my friends that I need to get done. So if this is you, um, you definitely need to, I really suggest you to pay attention to this part that I'm going to talk about, uh, when it comes to your internal behaviors, that could be kind of cool to look at and explore of like, Ooh, what behavioral blockers could be stopping me from actually allowing me to stick with these schedules that I'm setting out and my priorities that I'm crafting. So let's get into it. So the first part um, that I'm going to talk about, have a little handy dandy iPad. Oh my gosh. That just reminded me of like Blue's Clues when he's like, I have my handy dandy notebook. Okay. Anyways, um, 
Jenna literally stuff. The first okay. part I want to talk about is um is like just scheduling in general and kind of how I craft my schedule. So to give you and set some context, right now I'm managing a corporate job. Um, so it's like a typical, you know, nine to five corporate job. Some days a little bit later, you know, start at eight and at seven, you know, so it varies day to day sometimes. Um, so I have my corporate job that's pretty demanding. And then I'm also growing my coaching business. I, I post a YouTube video at least once a week. Um, and I try to post on my IG stories, you know, a few times a week while also crafting content and seeing clients during my week. So just to kind of give you like an example of what I'm managing. So it's like my corporate job, my side business and a brand. And then I also, I, I, I consider myself to have a pretty good social life. I hang out with my friends at least um, two times a week, I would say. And I manage a, I have my own condo, so I'm managing that. Uh, I work out at least four times a week. I'm not saying this to like brag. I'm just telling you this so you have context for what's possible uh, when you really set a great schedule and priority management for yourself. So um, those are some things that I'm managing in each week and I make sure to include in my schedule. Uh, I do not have, I'm not like dating anyone right now, so I don't have a partner. So I know that that is also a big consideration when it comes to creating your schedule if you have a partner is like working with your partner kind of considering them in this process so that you guys can feel like you're working together towards a common goal and are really a partnership right like you want to be that partnership with one another so the tips I give you are coming from me as a single woman but you could always kind of bring them to your partner ask hey babe does this work for you when it comes to crafting our weekend uh, tips and tricks and you can kind of see if this works so I just wanted to give you a heads up on that I do not have a uh, currently have a boyfriend hopefully soon well okay um so when it comes to the scheduling like I said before I kind of break it my schedule out into written and an electronic portion so let me tell you what I mean by this so electronic is basically like you know a gcal on my phone what it sounds like. I use GCal personally for my electronic calendar. You can use whatever works for you. iCal, Google, uh, like, I don't know, any other Google things. Anyways, I use like an electronic calendar and then also a written planner. So for the electronic calendar, I use it for specific things. So A, I use it for recurring reminders. That's like one of the, one of the first things I use it for. So like, let me give you some examples of what those are. Um, when it comes to like really being able to manage a lot of things while also managing yourself, you need to ask yourself, what are like the daily and recurring administrative things that I need to get done for myself um, that I need to make as like almost like automatic reminders. So these could include A, like taking your supplements in the morning. Um, B, it can include reminders to set your nail appointment every two weeks. It can include reminders to um, set up your doctor's appointment. So let's say you want to have a reminder for yourself to set up your, you know, I don't know, gyno appointment um, every three months. You're going to set that reminder automatically in your electronic calendar. Um, you could also include reminders such as like texting back your friends. So I literally have a reminder at 930 that comes up on my GCAL every night respond to, to friends. And it's just a reminder to me because during the day, right, things can get busy, you have work to focus on, you have other things that come up. And nowadays it's so easy to kind of forget, shoot, I like never message that person back and then you feel shitty and you're like, oh my gosh. So I just always have a reminder at 9.30 each night to look at my messages and respond to friends. Some nights I get to it, some nights I don't, but at least I know I have that automatic reminder that comes up. So I at least like 
know that I'm going to have something to remind me to like, oh shit, go back to my messages, make sure I respond to that friend or that family member if they reached out to me. So that's the first thing I use my electronic calendar for. So if you want to go to like a coffee shop and kind of, I don't know, implement these tips, one of the first things I would ask yourself is, you know, what are those daily, weekly, monthly reminders that you kind of like have piling up in your head that you're like, that thing where you're like, oh my gosh, okay, I need to remember next month to do this. I need to remember every two weeks to do this. Just write it in your electronic calendar and have it be a recurring reminder, right? So just like set it up, have it recurring um, and make sure you have a notification set up for it. Like that pops up on your phone, like a text message would pop up. Uh, make sure you have that notification so that you don't forget. Right? So that's the first thing I use my um, electronic calendar for is those recurring things. And secondly, what I use it for is also time blocks. So what's been really handy when it, handy when it comes to managing, you know, work, my corporate job, when managing alongside my um, business goals and wanting to get one YouTube and podcast out each week, um, and also trying to manage clients, right? What's really important for me is having some sort of like time block, okay, and and allocated days. So what I mean by this is. Most of the time, I try to keep a fairly consistent schedule when it comes to days that I allocate for certain tasks. So for example, on Mondays, I'll put in my electronic calendar from like 6 to 8 p.m. or whatever, edit podcast slash YouTube video. And I know that Monday nights are going to be usually dedicated to editing the YouTube video for my week, right? On Tuesday nights, I have time blocks for clients, right? So I have like a client time block. Um, and I don't do this for every day of the week, but I just do it for the, like the parts of my, um, week that I want to dedicate to specific things so that I don't, so that I don't like have to think about, oh, am I free this Monday? Am I free this Tuesday? You know, when friends or family members ask you, Hey, you know, when can you hang out? When are you free? It's kind of nice to already know, you know what? Monday, Tuesday, Saturday afternoons, I have dedicated to X, Y, and Z for my career, my business, but I'm free, you know, the rest of the days or whatever. And I know it can seem simple, but when you have this kind of like set routine for yourself, it makes those decisions of saying yes or no to plans a lot easier because you've already dedicated, you know, a portion of your week to specific goals and specific tasks. So like I said, I also use my electronic calendar for those time blocks that I want to be recurring almost every week. So it's really key to have those time blocks and to stick to them, to know why you have this time blocked out, to know why you're setting aside time to do, you know, whether that be your fitness class time block, whether it be a time block to read, whether it be a time block to um, get your nails done every two weeks, like whatever the case may be, it's really nice to have those allocated days um, so that you can know, you know, when you can say yes to plans, when you can't, and to have some sort of like stability. Um, and I also have a time block on Saturday afternoons for two di- for two times of the month. Like I will o- almost always say no to Saturday morning or afternoon plans unless they're like after four or five because I set that time off to film my YouTube videos and my podcast. So I know it may seem simple, right? And you're like, oh yeah, duh. But sometimes it's nice to hear those reminders of like, oh yeah, maybe I, I'm not getting this goal done because I'm literally not blocking off time and sticking to that time block um, each week or every other week, right? So that's also what I use my electronic calendar for is those time blocks and those recurring reminders. Okay, so moving on to the second portion of what I call my calendar management. This is my written calendar. So if you have like a written planner um, that you can 
oh my gosh, you know what written planners? I'm like, that you can write in, of course. So if you have like a written planner, right, that you like, whether like that be the Erin Condren one, one you like from Target, whatever it may be, this is how I like to use my written planner. So because I have automated reminders and time blocks already in my electronic calendar, I like to use my written planner for my main must-dos each day. And this is really nice because it encourages you to like cross off the the hard things each day and to follow through on what's most important for your goals and for your priorities because it's so easy to tend to want to do the easy things each day um or just like things that you think are getting you towards your goals but they're really just busy work and so when you ask yourself what are like these three things i must do today that will push me forward towards my goal you're going to encourage yourself to do the harder things rather than just doing like busy work of like oh Scheduling nail appointment, I'm going to put that as like one of my to-dos for the day. It's going to be like, no, you already have that as part of your like automatic reminders. So you're not going to put that as your written important to-do for the day because that's like easy. Does that make sense? So it's really important to do this because I there was like this metaphor that I actually just heard a couple weeks ago when it was like, if you have rocks and sand if you if you fill the and like a jar if you fill the jar with the sand first and then the rocks it won't like it won't fit in the jar but if you put the rocks in first and then you let the sand fall through the rock cracks and then fill up the jar everything fits perfectly and it was a great kind of like metaphor for when you do the hard things first the the other extra things just kind of work out right rather than doing a bunch of busy work feeling like you're getting stuff done when you're really just doing random shit that's not going to move you forward on your goals, right? So that's why I love using my written planner for those harder main must-dos. Um, what you can do is, and what's really key that you can actually do at the start of this, if you want to ask yourself, is ask yourself, right, what are your three main priorities right now in life? And it, I'm sure, I feel like these three can like be applicable to a lot of people. I just separated as personal work relationships. Um, but I always make sure to put personal and relationships above work. That's just me. I like to remind myself if I'm not feeling okay, my relationships suffer and my career suffers. So that's why I always write down like in my calendar, I'll always put my personal stuff first and then my relationships and then my career, right? Especially as women, it's very important for us to feel connected and to feel like we have our community, to feel like we have our family and our friends surrounding us. So that's why I always like to ensure that whenever I'm writing it down, my subconscious knows personal relationships then work, right? Because it's so easy, especially in our society nowadays, but to put work, to put career above everything. And in those moments of my life, when I have done that, it's when I felt the most burnt out, the most alone, the most stressed. But when I've put considering putting my myself first, right? Doing the things I need to do to show myself love, to give myself that compassion, whatever it may be. And then, you know, focusing on relationships and then focusing on work stuff. Um, it's just like easier to see that way. And of course you're gonna have those days when, you know, work stuff came first or when you didn't get to do a couple things for yourself that you wanted to do. Um, we're human. It's going to happen. But the more you consistently do those little things each day, as simple as literally writing your personal stuff above your work stuff, that can really build up in the long run. So like I said, I use my written planner for those three main must do. So I'll just write out I'll just kind of carve out on my planner, like personal relationships and then work. And I'll put what are the three things I must do in those categories today to um, to like move forward in my goals. Right. Some things to consider when doing your like three main must do's for the week. When it comes to your personal must do's, 
I always like to kind of ask myself, you know, where am I in my in my cycle? That's one thing to ask yourself when it comes to like your personal to do for the day. Where are you in your cycle, right? Especially as a woman, it's important to, if you identify as a woman, it's important to not ignore that we do have a hormonal cycle, you know, usually 28 to 35 days. We have days that we're feeling lower, that we're less energized, right? When we're in our period, we have days when we're feeling super fun, super flirty, like we want to be out all day, right? Like when we're in our follicular ovulating phase. And I encourage you to read more about the different phases and what's like cool to do in each phase and most nourishing to do in each phase of your cycle so that that could really help influence like, oh, whatever your three must do's are for yourself personally that day, you can kind of align it with where you are in your cycle, right? Because if you're about to, if it's like the first day of your period and you're like putting your three to do's is like, go out, have a big presentation at work and like, I don't know, get your nails done. You're probably not gonna wanna do that if you're, like not feeling like going outside because you have your period. You know what I mean? So just, that's like something to consider. And also what I like to consider is like um, when it comes to the next part, like your relationship must do's, I like to kind of ask myself, you know, what plans do I have coming up? And are, are there any little things I need to do for those plans to go well, right? So let's say I had texted one of my girlfriends last week. Oh yeah, like let's get dinner next Saturday, right? Probably one of my to-dos I'll put in my written calendar for that coming Monday is, you know, pick reservation or, uh, you know, look into flowers for my friend because I like to buy my friends flowers, right? So you want to ask yourself, are there any little things you need to do um, to kind of like set yourself up for the for the goals that are coming up with um, your within your relationships? Okay, and the second portion, right? Maybe like your relationship category and some things to think about when kind of carving out your to-dos within the relationship category of your life. And obviously make this like, this is like totally personal to you. But what like I like to consider is, do I have any future plans with certain friends? Do I need to get gifts? Do I need to look into anything for those plans that are coming up? Because most of the time, what causes that extra stress and that extra burden is, yes, you have like plans set with your friends for the next weekend or for two weekends from now, but you're not doing the things you need to do in order to feel most supported and most, most like nourished for those plans, right? Like let's say you have, um, I don't know, in two weeks you have like a, a thing that you're hosting for your girlfriends. Well, you know, it's kind of it's kind of important to think about, okay, well, is there anything I need to do now that's gonna move me forward in a direction towards like having the best time in that, two, in that next two weeks, right? Or I also like to ask myself, is there a friend I haven't reached out to in a while that I, that I would want to? I would put that as like my to-do for the day within my relationship category, right? And you can make this, tweak this on your own, but just some things to consider. Um, and then like for work and career stuff, you know, ask yourself, what are those pointers? What are like the most important things I need to accomplish today that will push me most ahead in my career goals? And that will allow you to really filter like, what do I need to do? And make that as part of your three to three must do's. You could even filter it down to like two must do's within each category to start um, and kind of go from there. But it's a really great way to filter like what's important and what's not. Um, and really like kind of center in, center in on what's going to move you forward the most in your goals. So that's just like a little snippet of the, the electronic and written portion of scheduling and calendar management. And obviously there's like a lot of nuances and things that you can do personally for yourself and your goals. Um, and that's what I like love to work off my clients is kind of understanding what are your goals, what are your priorities and let's make them, you know, let's schedule them 
in a way that's most nourishing to you. This is what works for me and for staying aligned with my priorities, but you might have a different flow that could work for you and I can really help you find help you find that. So if you want support on that, be sure to DM me for a free discovery call um, and we can kind of talk about how to create something that's gonna be nourishing to you. So sec the second portion of creating your dream schedule and feeling like you're sticking to your priorities and your goals without like committing to them and then going backwards, feeling like you're taking two, four steps backwards, um, is really the internal management. Like I said, what are those internal things that perhaps need to be addressed within you, like behaviorally, within your nervous system, within your mind-body connection that you may not be realizing could be holding you back from really sticking to a nourishing schedule. And we're human. We're going to have those, those weeks where things are going to be hectic and you're not going to stick to certain goals or um, you know, stick to your schedule as much. I just, I just had that week last week actually, cause I was traveling a lot for work, but I was still able to do those little things throughout that week that I know work for me and keeping myself calm, keeping myself centered and keeping myself, um, filling my own cup. Even as I was having a hectic week, I was able to navigate it with more, um, you know, with more grace and with more, I guess like clarity and centered thinking rather than being super overstimulated because I already have practices that I know work for me when it comes to calming myself down, when it comes to ensuring that I'm still like doing what I need to do to feel my best. So this is really going to be important for that. The first part is, is understanding your, what your nervous system is wired for. Okay. So for example, like if you, if you resonate with being that person, that's like, you feel like you're always overstimulated, right? And it's hard for you to even calm down. It's hard for you to even relax. What's really important is not scheduling in time to do new things or just to like focus on only planning. Um, it's really important for you to understand and get to the core of things, which is understanding what your body is signaling to you and how your nervous system is responding to your day to day. So what this means is, is, is like, for example, it can be great for you. If you're one of those people who finds themselves always overstimulated and can't really relax, it's going to be great for you to get some mind body connection and to understand what is my body signaling to me right now? Right. I would, I would have you do a little body scan. You can do one. I have one of my last, um, my last YouTube video that I just posted and my last podcast, I encourage you to do a body scan, right. To understand what does your body even feel like right now? You may not even realize if you're if you're one of those people who's always like on the go, you may not even realize how much your body is signaling to you that that you're in stress and kind of like an anxious mode and what you need to do in order to calm yourself down, right? If you take the time to really sit with yourself, maybe 10 minutes for the next few weeks and be like, what is my body signaling right now? Like, is my heart racing? Do I have a million thoughts? Is my stomach churning? You may not even realize that you have these things going on because you're, you may be like so overstimulated by keeping up with work stuff and going out with friends and X, Y, Z. You may not actually ask yourself, what is my body signaling to me, right? You may not even realize that you're under a stress response because you don't have the time or take the time, right? To like understand and really tune into your body. So that's the first thing I suggest, right? If you cannot, if it's really hard for you to stick to a certain schedule to feel that stability, a, find that stability within yourself. Do a body scan. See what is happening within your body right now. What are your stress responses? And what are the little things you can start to do to calm your body down, 
whether that be deep breathing, whether that being, um, you know, putting your, yourself um, in a bath for 10 minutes, like in the middle of your week, whether that be like looking in the mirror and taking some breaths or anything in between, I actually have like a myriad of what I call regulation resources. And all these are, are like little things you can implement throughout your week to help calm you down um, and to signal that you're, to signal to your body that it's okay, you're safe and you don't need to be on this constant overstimulated stress response, right? And if you want like a first step to this, I have my free five-day email guide that has a bunch of ideas for you that you can start to implement depending on what your stress signals are. So let's say you take that body scan and you realize, shit, I didn't realize all this time for the last three weeks my jaw has been feeling super tight or I just realized now that my heart actually is like really has been racing for like the last couple days right and I really need to do a couple things to like shake my body out and shake out that that stress once you start to a realize what your body is signaling to you you can then b do those couple things do those um like stress release exercises to come back to some sort of stability, to come back to that stability within yourself, right? Um, in, my, in my free five-day email guide, I have those resources and options for you. So you can go ahead and download that. Or if you want, you could actually just hop on a 30-minute call with me and I can do like a live body scan for you. So what basically on this call, we would set up time. I would have, I would take you through a little body scan, understand, okay, what are your stress signals? How is your body feeling right now? And what little things can you start to do to calm yourself down or to really feel like more present and energized if you've been feeling super detached from stress? So I can go ahead and you can do that 30 minute call with me. And then if you want to continue on and do a full coaching, um, a full coaching session or a coaching package, we can do that. Um, but if not, if you just want the diagnosis, just, just um, sign up in the link for that free 30 minute discovery call. We'll do a body scan. We'll see what your stress responses are. And I can give you some things that could be helpful for you. Um, because if you don't address like the internal mind body things and behavior things, you're going to always find yourself like in that rat race and not really like following through on things or falling back into old patterns of like being overstimulated, feeling like you have management over you, feeling like you can't handle your social life, feeling like you, you know, take two days to work out and then fall back into not working out for two weeks, right? What's really key to create that stability that you may be craving in your schedule is to find the stability within yourself and show your body it's safe to relax. It's safe to feel stable and to slowly build um, comfort in that. Because nowadays it's easy to have our nervous systems always wired for stimulation, always wired for that next thing. And so that's why a really great place to start when it comes to feeling more stable, feeling like you have a dream schedule, is feeling that stability within yourself. And I know that sounds cheesy and I know it may be like, Jenna, like what? Like how do I feel more stable within myself? It comes with A, getting to know your body more, finding that mind-body connection and understanding what you need to do to bring the to bring more presence in to really nurture yourself and to do those little things each day to show yourself that it's safe to relax. It's almost like practicing actively relaxing because in our society we're so good at being stimulated. We're so good at moving to the next thing, right? Especially if you're a high achieving woman and you resonate with all this. So that's why we need to also build in the muscle of practicing that it's safe to relax. It's safe to be in the present. Because when you do that, your learning brain is activated. You're actually going to find more solutions to the problems that you may be facing each week by by realizing like 
you may just be like overstimulated because you haven't really had the time to think about, oh my gosh, like this, this could actually be possible in this area of my life. Or I've been saying yes to this, to my manager when I could have actually just said no and someone else could have been allocated to it. Or just like you, you won't even realize like how you're subconsciously limiting yourself when you don't give yourself the time to like feel present, to feel calm um, in little ways each day, because then you're not going to be in a stress response and your mind will be able to, um, come up with new ideas and new ways of thinking rather than keeping you stuck in like old ways. Um, so that's like really, really key, right? Is the internal portion of all this. And once I started to pay attention to my own nervous system, to my mind body connection, that's when, you know, the external, the scheduling things, your priorities, your daily to do's, that's when they get so much more easier to accomplish and nourishing to accomplish because you're already finding that stability within yourself. And you're gonna have those you know, weeks or cycles of your life where it's gonna feel more hectic, but you're still gonna find some sort of stability because you know how to create stability within yourself. Does that make sense? Um, so I, I just like, I cannot stress it enough that in order to have that good schedule, in order to keep your priorities in check, doing those practices to come back to yourself and to understand what you need to do to calm your own nervous system is really key. Um, and that's what I work on my clients on. And also in my coaching package, just my coaching package, just as like, as a note, I have internal and external trackers for you. So if you want to work on building your self-confidence, building your self-trust, which are all things you need in order to kind of stick with a dream schedule, right? If you want to work on that, I have an internal tracker to see actually how your confidence has been feeling, actually how your self-trust has been feeling. And then we also have external external trackers that I create for you of like, okay, how have you been doing with, um, you know, you're not working at work if that's one of your goals or how have you been doing with your money management if that's one of your external goals, right? So we have external and internal goals so that I can really help you address what could be blocking you behaviorally and also blocking you just like tangibly in your day if you're just like not scheduling things in the most nourishing way for you, right? So I keep you accountable in both facets and you can really feel like you're being supportive and you're being supported and you're like actually working towards your goals while feeling more calm, more centered and confident in yourself. So it's really a win-win when you start to address yourself holistically of like internal mind and body and also external like action, calendar management, scheduling management. And that's where when you combine the magic of, those two, that's when you can really see great results in your life and being able to quote unquote manage a lot while still feeling good, feeling centered, feeling like you're working on yourself um, and kind of like almost look like you're doing it all almost, right? Okay, and just to end us off, so I talked about some things you can do for electronic calendar management, for your actual written calendar, what could be some cool ideas to start to implement and what's really necessary in order for you to stick to your schedule and your goals, which is that internal mind-body connection and understanding how your nervous system responds to stress. So that's really important and key. Um, and just some things I wanted to end off on were some little fun additions, okay? So something fun that I like to do also to kind of stay motivated at the beginning of each, each month is creating like a monthly vision board. And what's really cool with this, you can go into Canva, you can go into, um, I don't know, like online at any like word doc creation or whatever you like to do. Uh, but I like, I like to use Canva. And what you can do is you just basically print out pictures that you want to kind of showcase your month. And I also like to fill it with words as well, like words or phrases. Um, I'll put my example of like my May wallpaper right here. 
Um, and if you're listening to the podcast, I can put a PDF of it down below as well. But it's so fun to create like a little monthly vision board and it keeps you accountable to who you want to become, what's important to you and how you want to feel during your month. So, so that's like some things to ask yourself is like, who do I want to be this month? right? Whenever you're working towards goals, it's really important to understand how are you identifying yourself as? So ask yourself, who do I want to be this month? What's going to be important to me this month? And how do I want to feel this month? Um, so just some things to ask yourself when creating that vision board. Um, so it's just like so fun to do and how you can use it is obviously use it as like a wallpaper on your laptop or whatnot but what's also fun is as you're getting ready like let's say you're getting ready to go out with friends or you're getting ready to go to work that day have your vision board next to you like on your laptop like have your laptop open look at your vision board really feel into the emotions you want to experience for that month you know read those little reminders those little phrases you may have in your vision board and just kind of use it as like an anchor as you're going about your day and your month so i love doing that it's so much fun and the months that i have done that like i have actually incorporated it in my morning routine or in my getting ready routine those are the months that I've actually seen like almost all of those like visions and phrases come to life in some form or facet in that month like it was actually crazy like specifically i remember for october of last year I did it. I like used it almost every day when I was getting ready. And when I look back at the end of October, I was like, holy crap, literally every picture I have, I've like experienced this month in some shape or form. Like it's crazy when you put your focus and attention on something, right? That's what, that's what you tend to experience. So it's really, really, um, it's really cool when you start to do that. And something else that I like to do is I, I love personally following the moon cycle. So if you're into like following the moon, like going from like its new moon phase to its full moon phase um, and basically following the moon cycles. I love doing that because I love finding stability in, in uh, life in general from, from the moon. I know it sounds crazy, but it's like, that's one of the things you can count on is the moon, the moon each day will move its phase. And so that's why I like planning um, and using it as like an anchor for my planning. So it's great. Like when the moon is in like its new moon phase, that's a great time to write your intentions for the next 28 days, kind of what you want to accomplish, what you want to, um, you know, set your focus on for the next 28 days. And then when the moon is full, it's a great time to reflect what's blocking me from my intentions right now. What am I holding on to that I need to release? You know, who do I need to let go of? Who, um, what thoughts or behaviors do I need to let go of? Do I need to clean anything in my house? Like physically, it's a great time of like release and observation during the full moon. And the new moon is a great time of like intention setting. So I love to work with that when it comes to, um, just like creating my dream schedule because it's A, finding stability, it's B, working with nature and honoring that you're nature yourself, right? Like you're a woman, if you identify as a woman, we have our own cycle. And so when you start to honor the moon cycle, it's really beautiful because then it can also mirror the cycle you have with yourself and your period and honoring all the phases that you're in throughout the month, right? So I love using like the moon and its cycles when it comes to my like planning and management of my life. So just something I wanted to encourage you to do. And you can look up deeper resources on that. I'm not like a moon cycle like expert, but um, it's just like something that I love to do that has been really helpful. So 
just some little fun hacks and additions. And also at the end of each day, I love to write out three appreciation moments. So like, uh, and I, I love to do this in my written calendar. So at the end of each day on the side, I'll just put like three little hearts and I'll say three things I appreciated most of that day. And it could be something little, it could be something big. Um, like for example, today, one of the one of the things I wanna write down is singing This Love by Taylor Swift in the car today. It was just so beautiful. I was just by myself too, but I just like felt so um, empowered. I felt so like full of love as I was singing it. And so I'm gonna write that down. I literally started crying, like it was very intense, but I'm gonna write that down as my appreciation moment. Or um, I like, for example, the other day, one of my coworkers was like, Jenna, I'm like, move to the side. I wanna make sure um, like, because we were basically like in this kind of, kind of like bad neighborhood, not bad neighborhood, but like weird area. And he was like, Jenna, like move to the side. Like, I just, I don't want like the, anything happening here to like disturb you. And now it's, that was something I really appreciated. So little things like that, right? Anything that resonates with you, you can write it down. And then at the, end, at the end of the month or at the end of the year, you can reflect on all these little moments you had to appreciate. And it also helps you encourage that like lucky girl syndrome that I know is really people are loving these days. So when you, you know, what appreciates, what you appreciate appreciates. So make note of that, really feel appreciation for things and um, you'll get more things to appreciate. So those are some fun hacks that I wanted to end you off with. Hopefully this was fun. Um, obviously this is not all encompassing. Use what resonates with you um, and leave the rest. And I know if you're listening to the podcast, I hope you were maybe taking, maybe taking notes or uh, kind of just like writing down, ooh, this one thing resonated with me or ooh, I wanna add this to my um, scheduling. But like I said, this is all unique to you. These are just like some basic concepts that I have found most helpful when it comes to sticking to all the priorities um, and all the facets of my life that I'm managing right now. So uh, if you wanna work together further and do that coaching uh, call or kind of see, you know, how you can benefit from coaching when it comes to managing your schedule, managing your stress and feeling like the queen that's confident um, in your life, then go ahead and DM me. And like I said, it's an all encompassing coaching approach, right? And coaching is different from mentoring. This is not signing up and me giving you advice on how to schedule your life or how to do X, Y, Z, right? I've coached, I've coached men who have been in their fifties. What a good coach is supposed to do is supposed to ask you the questions and help guide you to finding your own answers, help guide you to scheduling things in a way that's nourishing to you, help guide you in understanding, ooh, these are my stress responses and this is how I'm blocking myself from feeling better in XYZ area of my life right? So a good coach, it's very different from mentoring, right? So I think there may be some cute confusion of like, oh, Johnny, like you don't have, um, you know, I'm 32. How can I benefit from scheduling Jenna as my coach, right? It's really about, there's like a set of tools that I've been certified in that can be applicable, right? It doesn't matter how, I'm not like giving advice. I'm giving you this set of tools and this set of questioning to help you identify your own goals, schedule your life in a way that feels best to you. So um, just something I wanted to clear up that I feel like people have been, have been having questions on lately. So yeah, I'll do like a further video on that. But I hope that it's helpful. Be sure to uh, look at my website if you have any other questions. Be sure to uh, follow the link to DM me. Um, or if this just was helpful in general, please subscribe. I hope this was a good video that's supportive to you. And without further ado, I'll talk to you later. Tears in the line today. Bye, babe.